Welcome to Democratic Dialogue. We are honored this month to have Saya Ameli Hijabi here with us in Gloucester from the Sunrise Movement. I'm your host, Jeremy McKean. And uh, we are doing tremendous amounts of sustainability work and environmental work here in Gloucester. And we have uh, quite a star of the environmental movement from Boston to join us. Uh, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, you've, you've done so much in the past few months that, um, that uh, you've given kind of the older generation of greenies greater hope. Um, the biggest thing is the Sunrise Movement. Can you tell us how you got involved? Can you tell us a little bit about how it works and um, maybe how kids here can get involved and some older folks can get involved? For sure. Um, the most exciting thing for me when I was joining the Sunrise Movement was the fact that we, as young people, had the power and the opportunity to actually take our demands straight to our politicians. You know, I, um, I come from Iran, and so to me, the, the notion that you could go to the state house and have a sit-in um, at your representative's office or, you know, call him and ask him to support a bill um, was completely out of the picture, you know. I, I still remember the shivers that ran down my back one night when I was, you know, packing up my homework, about to go to sleep, and I just overheard my parents talking about how they had to take a different route to school the next day because there was someone getting hanged in the town square. Mm. Um, and that's kind of the fear tactics that the government used. But, you know, the, the fact that in the U.S. we're able to take our demands to the streets to, to strike, um, to call up our representatives and ask them very directly to support um, different bills, support the Green New Deal has been absolutely empowering mm. and so inspiring. To and me. you took that to the street September 20th with the climate strike, millions of people involved, countless countries involved. Uh, what was that like on the streets with the Sunrise Movement, with countless others? Uh, you'd done all this work to move, to build up to it. Um, how'd that feel to be to be part of something that big? It was, gosh, one of the, the that's one of the moments I'm most proud of because um, my my team and I started organizing the the climate strike back in the summer. Um, and we decided that we were going to really try to give youth the um, opportunity to lead something big. And so our entire team of organizers for the strike that brought 10,000 people out into the streets wow. was all students under 20 years old. Wow. And so this was a, a group of college freshmen and high school students putting that event together. And you know, by the end of it, um, it just felt like having a second family because we'd mm. been spending so much time together and <laughs> pouring our hearts out um, into this work. And then to see that come together, to see all 10,000 people come out that day was just the most rewarding experience. Wow, and you've, uh, you've been on tour, you've been on a media tour with, with Gina McCarthy, the former head of the EPA, and that in itself is amazing. How did that start? How did, that, how did you two connect to, to do this media tour? Yeah, um, it was kind of leading up to the September 20th mm -hmm. strike. Um, and so 
we ended up interviewing together on WBUR um, in Boston and then writing an opinion editorial for the Washington Post afterwards um, because we realized that you know even though we come from completely different generations and completely different walks of life we've had this passion for um, climate and climate activism for mm -hmm. some time and you know she was around during the strike in 1970 where 20 million Americans came out into the streets and um, that energy seems like it fizzled out, but mm. we're working really hard to bring it back stronger than before. Um, and that's, that brings hope both to my generation and to the generations before. Yeah, how, uh, how do we get, so you've got something going on in Boston that we don't have here in Gloucester, uh, which is 10,000 kids in the street, <laughs> which is amazing, <laughs> right? Uh, so how can we get Kids, here's the thing is, uh, you've been in high school all day. I've been in high school all day teaching. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to inspire my students to, to get involved with you know any type of uh, uh, civil action um, on top of applying to college, on top of homework, on top of just being a teenager. So how how is Boston getting it right? And, and what can we do here in Gloucester to, to grab some of that energy? I mean, no one said it was going to be easy. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of us who are putting like hours and hours and hours of our, our days and weeks into organizing, it's a hard balance to strike. Mm. Um, but the difference I think now is that um, we, we have much more communication technology that can be really helpful. Mm. Um, and that in and of itself, allows you to spend less time trying to meet in person, for example, and you can just spend an hour um, of your day hopping on a call over Zoom, mm. which means that you don't have to travel anywhere. You can just um, kind of get to know people right then and there for that time and, um, and work afterwards. Mm. And um, that has definitely condensed the amount of time we have to devote to doing things that don't necessarily progress our cause. Sure. Yeah. yeah meetings you don't have to have because you have social media. Exactly. Because, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I forgot what Zoom was because that's how unhip I am. <laughs> but I, I have had I think, one call on Zoom. But um, so uh, Sunrise Movement itself is, is extremely impressive in the way they organize. Their principles are extremely impressive. Uh, they actually pull from the old nonviolent um, civil direct action um, methods of the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s. So, uh, so how is how does that play into the next step for the Sunrise Movement in Boston, especially for you as you go into college? Yeah, I mean, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to do this work if it wasn't for the history and. Um, the previous movements that have kind of lightened up this path for us. And that's not to say that we're not making up a lot of it as we go along. Yeah. Um, but we, we do get a lot of um, guidance from that. And, you know, people like Gina McCarthy, who have spent their entire careers propelling us to be in this moment, in this political atmosphere where youth activism is not only possible, but so incredibly powerful. Um, we, we really have so much potential right now to, to take this far and, and take this fight to the end to win. Yeah, what, um, what is, uh, so 
there's this idea that if we had done what we were supposed to do 20 years ago, we might be better off now in terms of climate change. And here you are bringing this, this new optimism, younger generation doing what maybe we did 20 years ago. Um, so in 20 years, when you're sitting here, <laughs> what, uh, what should be done and what is your legacy going to, to, to be? Yeah, I mean, we're hoping to shape the next election. Yeah. We're hoping to shape um, the next 10 years with the Green New Deal. Because the Green New Deal isn't um, going to be just a bill. It's, it's a complete mass mobilization of the economy towards sustainable mm. infrastructure, sustainable housing, um, you know, and we're working really hard to make sure that we're not leaving those low-income communities and communities of color behind because those are the places hit hardest by climate catastrophes. They're the least prepared to deal with the financial consequences. Mm -hmm. and, um, and we're making sure that we don't leave them behind. And so when I look to 20 years into the future, I see a more just society. I see um, you know, a place where you don't have to be wealthy to have access to clean air mm -hmm. or clean water or, you know, and, and I guess, I submitted my college applications, um, you know, on November 1st. Mm. And on that same day, I um, heard about how extreme the California fires had gotten that now entire cities had to shut down because even the smallest spark could right. set on a fire. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, <laughs> man, <laughs> we're young people all across the country are pouring their heart and souls into an education and, and into a future that is on fire. Um, and so what my hope is for 20 years from now is that we won't have that anxiety. Yeah. We'll pour our heart or soul into our education, into the future that we want to build without having to worry about climate change. Yeah, and the, um, this idea that the world's on fire, this, this kind of this global uh, motto, I think of Greta's speech where she wants us to panic and she's yelling at older generations and saying, you've let us down, you stole my childhood. Um, who inspired you? Like when, like when uh, I remember reading that you, um, when you left Tehran, you came here to Boston and you saw blue skies for the first time. And um, that must have been, you know, that has been a major um, inspiration for you, but who's, how did you start? Were you younger? Was this recent? Um, something you read in English class that got you, <laughs> that got you was it Silent Spring or something? You know, what, um, what got you going? Yeah, my answer to this question has like evolved over yeah. the years, um, for sure. And that's because, you know, when I thought about climate change before, I kind of thought about um, polar ice caps melting. I thought about temperature rising. I thought about sea level rising. And mm -hmm. um, to me, that didn't seem like a part of my life. Um, yeah. I didn't live near the ocean, so I didn't feel the consequences of that so close and nearby. It was hard for me to visualize that. Um, whereas with the pollution, I, I could, all I had to do was just look up right. and it was always gray. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, a couple, a couple months ago, um, I was able to visit my, my family from Iran in, in Georgia. And oh, yeah. because we 
can't go to Iran and they can't come to the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, it had been, you know, eight years since we'd seen them. My grandparents wow. hadn't seen me um, grow up. Wow. And, um, and, and during this time that we were at this visit, um, we got in a car accident. Oh. And we were traveling in two separate cars and, you know, I wasn't the one that didn't crash. And so I wake up, I look over, and the van that my mom, my aunts, um, and my little cousin, cousin were, were traveling with was turned over on the side of the road. And that was the most terrifying moment mm -hmm. of my entire life. Because um, I almost lost my entire family. And I was lucky enough that I got to have a second chance. Mm. I didn't lose anyone that day. I came close, but I didn't lose anyone. Mm. And w when I think about, and that really put the climate crisis into perspective for me because I think about how many families in Puerto Rico, yeah. in Florida, mm -hmm. in California do not get that second chance right now. Sure. How many people are losing their loved ones, their families, their communities to preventable catastrophes? Sure. And, and that's, that's what drives me forward now. The people I'm, I'm doing this work for are my family because I don't want to lose them. And I don't want anyone else, any other kid to wake up one day and right. see their home in ash. Um, yeah, and that's, uh, you know, on a local slant, um, we live right on the ocean. You know, we have the fishing industry, we have um, the properties that will go like that, you know, if we if we lose the fight uh, on the coastline, um, we have extremely remarkable uh, grassroots organizations here in Gloucester and on Cape Ann. Um, I'm hoping that every kid in Cape Ann sees this interview and sees you and is inspired. Um, what can our local teens do? I read that Sunrise Movement, they say if, if there's three of you that want to start a Sunrise chapter, then there's three of you and you get our blessing and you can go. Um, for some kid who's, who's watching, um, probably not on TV, but probably on Facebook or Instagram or social media, hopefully uh, YouTube, um, what can they do? What can they do today? What can they do tomorrow? What, you know, they are you before you got involved. Um, what, what kind of message can we bring to them? Absolutely. Um, you know, something that Sunrise has worked really hard to do is to make activism accessible. Mm. And so no longer do you have to be this individual with your motivation, you're yeah. like really passionate about the climate movement, but it's hard to figure out how you can actually contribute. Um, so it, we've made it really easy to start your own hubs or get involved with hubs around. Um, so Sunrise only started about two years ago yeah. and already we have 300, over 300 hubs all across the country. Wow. Um, and that's because, you know, that group of three people get together right. and figure out how they're gonna make it work and then everybody can work from that foundation. So something that um, we do is not just have um, these strikes and organize actions but also train leaders um just a couple months ago during the summer we had uh, a summit in rhode island where we invited over 500 leaders in in the northeast area mm -hmm. to to just learn how to be better leaders to learn how to be better organizers right, yeah. and and that can spread because once you have the training you can give that training to somebody else and we can grow our movement that way yeah it reminds me of the union movement of 
you know, training leaders on a Saturday to then take over the next week, and then that spreads, and then and then you have an official movement, and then you look back and you say, this, you know, how did we get here? Like, how did we do this? And then all of a sudden, it's 10,000 people strong in the streets of Boston. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, are you watching the impeachment trials, the, the hearings? I'm, I'm following classes? a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, you, your grandfather, is, is it right that your grandfather is not the biggest climate change believer? Was that, or was that your friend Audrey? I forget. Um, oh, that was my friend Audrey. Okay. Yeah. So in your family, how has this gone? Is this going to be um, a, a point of contention, or do you have uh, climate change support from mom, dad, sister, brother, cousins, etc.? Yeah, my mom definitely supports the message. It's for her. The biggest thing is um, safety, so yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, that was her biggest concern. Yeah. Um, and when I was going down to Washington D.C. last year um, on December 10th, we were having a sit-in at Nancy Pelosi's office, and you know she pulled me aside. She for a second she was like, "I don't know if you should go mm. because I don't know how um, officials are going to react, sure. and I don't want anything to happen to you." Um, and we both kind of had to take a moment there to trust the system in the U.S. and trust that we have freedom of speech sure. and freedom of expression and just and and just go for it. Um, and, and it went well. Yeah. Did just did you meet Nancy Pelosi? No, just. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best thing about Sunrise. Even when we don't win, we mm -hmm. win because yeah. then we show the parts in the political system that aren't working for us. Yeah. Um, and so when. We go to an office like Senator Feinstein in mm -hmm. California. Yeah. Um, you know, a group of young people went to her office and they asked her to support the Green New Deal. And her response to that was, I've been doing my job for 50 years. Yeah. That may be five times your age, but I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I don't like the idea of the Green New Deal mm. and I'm not going to sign it. And um, even though we didn't get her support, that video went viral yeah. and millions and millions of people across the country saw how our political system isn't answering to, to young people and my generation. Yeah. And to say no to young people, I mean, she said no to like eight, nine, ten year old kids. Exactly. And um, uh, you've got an Ed Markey uh, sticker and uh, yeah. I want to talk to you about the, the Green New Deal. And, um, and you're hoping it and you're, you know, so you're going to go to college. You're going to have a wonderful time picking majors. Uh, you might change <laughs> majors four times like the regular college student. Um, what kind of, what kind of green job are you hoping to get in four or five years when you come out of college? What are you aiming for? To be perfectly honest with you, I feel like I might just need to start a new industry. Yeah. Um, and kind of what I'm looking into is how um, our, our use of beef and um, is not sustainable. Sure. And we need an alternative to that. And um, to me right now, it seems like fungi is the next thing oh, yeah. to go for. Have you yeah. had the Impossible Whopper? No. No? Are you a fan? Well, <laughs> I'm, it's, a, it's, I'm a little it's a scared. Vegan, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's essentially just, um, I mean, if you if you eat vegetarian burgers, right. it's just a big vegetarian burger. Yeah. You're like, oh, I've had this before. But it's, you know, it's, it's a Whopper. Um, so fungi, 
Uh, so mushroom burgers, huh? Yeah. 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 That, that's been my favorite. Totally sustainable. Yeah. And honestly, um, they grow on pretty much anything. <laughs> yeah, anything damp yeah. and, and <laughs> dank. Yeah. yeah. And Basement it's... burgers, you could call it. Because they grow in... That would be know, a little sketchy, but maybe. A little bit. I don't know. It could be hip. <laughs> depending on how you spin it. Yeah. Um, and you were talking about being an engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, are you... So your college is like the most amazing time for activism. Most amazing time to find your place, to find yourself. Um, what... What doesn't the other side get? There's another amazing kid like you on the other side of the political spectrum. Uh, she's going into college to major in something. Um, we have such a divide in this country now. It's, it's not polite. It hasn't been polite for a while. What doesn't the other side get? The, the kids that aren't protesting, the kids that aren't marching, the kids that, that don't get it yet. Um, what do they need? Do they, do they need some sort of um, kick in the pants? Is it education? What's it been for you and your friends, for people that you've reached out to? You know, I think we're underestimating ourselves. We're underestimating the power that we have. Um, and so a lot of high schoolers or middle schoolers even might think, well, I can't even vote. Yeah. What What am I really going to change? You can't change? even vote. Can you vote? No. Not yet. <laughs> I'm 17 right now. Yeah. Um, and so we, we, have to, we have to realize that even though we don't have that direct connection to change policies, um, we still have a powerful voice. And we're going to be the ones who are going to inherit the worst of climate change. And we're taking it upon ourselves to make sure that we have a future to live in. Mm. Um, and we just have to realize that. And we have to, and we have to start organizing. It's kind of, um, we have to break those barriers that maybe society has set up for us before thinking that um, just because you're young, you're not supposed yeah. to be involved um, with politics, but that's not true. Yeah, what uh, what are some of those barriers that you see right now? Because a lot of us old timers are we're on the other side of the barriers, and like you know, if you think of if you think of a history book in the last thirty years and all of the the civil rights and the environmental justice movement and all the ways of feminism and all of the you know like LGBTQ, all of these movements have happened. But we still have barriers. So what what do you see coming from this new point um, as the barriers that we need to break down? Um, Is it just political uh, involvement, continued push? Is it um, something we haven't thought of? I think the way that we're organizing now is definitely new. Um, and we're working really hard to make sure that we empower young voices. So when we we share our stories. We don't just listen to the like most experienced person in the room. We try to open it up mm. to anyone who has the potential. And so, um, you know, at that sit-in at Nancy Pelosi's office, yeah. we had 12-year-olds, 8-year-olds really? come up to the stage and they were really brave because they were, you know, standing in front of all these people and all these cameras, but they were sharing what it was like from their perspective. Mm. And that kind of helps with the understanding of anyone from any they side. They were telling stories about environmental inspiration or environmental things that they had, you know, yeah. 
turned on in terms of you know becoming involved. Right, and and how it was affecting them. Um, so one girl was talking about how, um, you know, in, in her mixed family, she had come across a, a different girl in, in a country where um, they didn't have access to clean water. And mm -hmm. she, she felt like she had the opportunity to stand up and, and say something that could possibly change a little part of her life mm -hmm. um, over there. And, um, and she felt like she didn't want to have this anxiety moving forward. Um, yeah. And she was eight years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, I mean, I feel like Who I'm 17 now. And eight years old? At, yeah, as an eight year old, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I, I, I listen to, to Greta's speeches and I think, who stole her childhood? You know, like she became so depressed and, and so focused on climate change that, um, that for an older generation, I mean, I, I there's this, the meme okay boomer which is which is my parents generation <laughs> and i'm generation x and yeah. you know you're uh you're of i don't even know if you're millennial you're not no, no you're no. We're actually there's a new hashtag going around um we're, we are gen gnd so we're the generation of the green, green new, new deal, deal? nice yeah. all right so what is that hashtag gen gnd yeah okay so and hopefully <laughs> that'll that'll uh that'll stick um so are you guys angry at us? Do we like? I'm thinking like in the movement. Is there any, um, you know, uh, since World War II, we've we had all this wonderful growth, and then we've had 40, 50 years of um, of of not doing enough for climate change, and now we're here. Um, is is there hope? Is there is there hope? Um, yeah. Enough hope. <laughs> I, it, I'd is, say so, because, yeah. um, you know, it's easy to get caught up with what we haven't done yeah. or the place we are now. It's, mm -hmm. It can be very easy to get caught up with that and start feeling really, really depressed about it. Yeah. Um, and there is there there are cases of people who have had so much anxiety yeah. and so much fear about what's going on with our climate right now that it has developed into an actual condition. Yeah. But we can only move forward. Mm -hmm. And so what we're doing now is, you know, making sure that um, the work that we do now is timely and that's why we need the green new deal it's because it's ambitious enough to meet that deadline yeah. meet that you know 11 year almost 10 years left now right. deadline um to make sure that we can actually beat the climate crisis well i'm glad you're hopeful i mean that, that excites me um all of this activism all of this amazing work you're doing have you found time to be a teenager and just enjoy being a teenager without everything else before yeah. college application stress, I know that that's there. But have yeah. you had time just to sit back and kind of enjoy the scenery? Or are you? Not yet. No. <laughs> I'm I'm being a teenager in the context of being a climate activist. Well, just just uh, just existentially, just uh, yeah. you know, Have you um, have you had a moment not thinking about activism where you've been able to enjoy? Um, I don't know. Enjoy a glass of water and some time out on the quad with your friends every once in a while yeah, yeah. maybe there's like a five minutes here and there <laughs> five minutes that's it yeah oh, I, it's it's a lot and if it's not if it's not direct meetings um it's emails yeah. and 
yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you've been doing this. I'm glad, you know, we are so thankful to have you and we're honored to have you here in Gloucester, uh, 1623 Studios. And, um, and we, and it would be amazing if you came back and spoke. We have a, a climate change coalition. We have several environmental groups. So, um, so thank you so much for, for being with us. And, uh, and this is just a wonderful experience. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's fun. <laughs> Me too.